Ladies and gentlemen, this is the ninth episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I am your host, KDM Kane. With me is my co-host, Will Terps. How's it going, everyone? All right. Tonight's guest is One Eye, the creator of the Dog Walker OG, which I am a super big fan of. Uh, I think Will yep. is also a super huge fan. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely uh, one of my top five strains, I'd say. Yeah, dude, that and the, the Scooby Snacks, too. It looks like he's just joining oh, yeah. the video chat now. Um, he's also, uh, I, he works at a garden supply store, too. I don't know how much he wants to talk about that. Um, we're also going to ask him about Philo. There he is right there. Hello, hello. Right. Uh, hold on, let me get myself kind of situated. Oh, yeah, it's all good, man. So, uh... What did you do last week on your weekend off, Will? Uh, God, what did I do? Tried to get tried to get my internet at home to work uh, for a bit, but that after that didn't uh, go through. Just hung out, played some golf. That's tight, and it's nice, not rainy. Just, just hot. yeah, it's been pretty nice here. It's been rainy at times, but uh, um, a little bit more sunshine in the last few weeks. That's tight, dude. That's tight. Yeah, what about you, man? Did you do anything fun? No, I, uh, I'm trying to think of, nah, I, I did my video, like, that was, like, May 26th, so that was a couple weeks ago. I, nice. I uh, shot it with a model. My homie, Willie Animal, helped me shoot the scenes that I was in. Nice. Um, I'm trying to find a guy with an indoor room down here that's in bloom. Like, one of my Mexican homies is supposed to holler back tomorrow. Like, hopefully I can shoot in there. Because nice. I need that scene still. Um, Cedar was actually, I shot the first the first time in his garden up there in Portland. And it didn't, uh, I lost the footage. So it's like, yeah, gotta that's fine. Everything. Yeah. All right. So how how you feeling right now, Rich? Are you, you Yeah, I'm now? good. I think I'm all right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our guest this evening, One Eye. How's it going, sir? Good, fantastic. How's everybody out there? Who am I? Who I got here? I see one, two, three. Yeah, so I'm I'm Katie Kane. I'm the guy that hit you up on IG. Uh, Petrelli82 is my other handle. This is my co-host Will Terps right here. As and then uh, the two okay. guys on on the left, those are my IT guys, Mitchell and Jesse. They're out there in Idaho. So oh, right on. Okay, yeah. making it all happen. Thank you, yeah, guys. Man, it's a team yeah. team effort. And uh, so yeah, Will's on the East Coast. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, and those guys oh, are wow. on, in Lapway, Idaho, on the Nez Perce Indian Reservation. So oh wow, okay, we're so we're all over the place here. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, man, fantastic. It's, uh, Sometimes we have server issues with so much distance, but it sounds like we're doing pretty good tonight so far. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, dude. Man, dude, I, like, I'm really excited to have you on the show, man. Like, well, it's, thank you. It's, yeah. I'm excited to be a part of this, actually. Yeah. I appreciate we, the invite. I really do. Thanks, dude. Thanks. Um, I'm going to get right into my cookie-cutter questions that I have. Okay. Um, can you please state your name, company, city, state, etc.? Are you a, a medical grower still? Or? Sure, 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 sure. So, uh, you know, uh, I go by one eye out there in the world. Uh, my name is Rich. Yeah. I work for a company called Roots Garden Supply, where I'm the director of sales. Yeah. I'll be uh, going on about eight years there. Uh, 
I've been uh, cultivating for a long time, 25, 26, 7, 8 plus years. Uh, started on the East Coast uh, here in Virginia and finally Ooh, made my way out West. Yeah, so. Nice. Original, We're in Vir- uh, Virginia Beach originally. So that's oh, I'm nice. From. I'm from Northern Virginia, so. <laughs> oh, well, I went to school at George Mason, GME. Nice. So. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm from Arlington, so. <laughs> Arlington. Okay, well, my very best friend in the world still lives there, so. Nice. That's awesome. Good place. Right on, yeah. right on. Uh, so yeah, that's you know that's a quick introduction of who I am, and uh, fire away, man. I'm I'm here to answer the questions and uh, fill in the gaps. Okay, dude. So I'm gonna skip the Roots Garden Supply since you already answered that question. Um, mm-hmm. I I shopped in there a few times with you guys. I got some veg lights, and I think oh, right the, the hundred times loot I got. The, yeah, the, for sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I grew uh, four rec plants, and I got all my material and starting there from Roots Gardens. Yeah, yeah. Out of town. Oh, right on. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. I actually live in Oregon. I just been back. I've been uh, back east for a bit now. So, yeah. Okay. I was gonna yeah. say, well, we're far away from the East Coast to be buying gear, but yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Totally. And thanks so much. Yeah, I moved. To, I moved to Phoenix in 2018, so okay. I've been down here a little bit. I, I still okay. go back and visit four or five times a year. I've got two boys up there in Oregon still, so. Oh, right on. Okay, so yeah. it could always be a little bit of home for you. Then, yeah, huh? man. Yeah, nice. got to make it back always. <laughs> right um, on. So my next cookie cutter question mm-hmm. is: So you are the guy who bred mm-hmm. the dog walker OG? Correct. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um that a little bit yeah sure uh so you know it really the origins of that start back in the i don't know oh five ish era uh when we first uh saw the or at least in the circle that i was with we first got uh, access to the og kush cut from la and you know, people always ask, which cut was it? I, I don't know. It was the cut that was out in yeah. 05. It came to us as OG Kush, nothing else attached to it. Um, you know, to my recollection, there weren't as many of the iterations of it, of course, that we have now. Uh, but this is, you know, pretty much just these OG as far as I'm concerned. Um, and around the same time, uh, I also received a cut of Albert Walker and... The OG is, is, was is that from California too? Uh, the not the Albert Walker that we got. No, okay. um, you know I, it, you know it's one of those strains that's steeped deep in legend and lore, and yeah. it really believes. You know, it really depends on whose story you believe. Um, there is a lot of claim though to the Northwest, uh, or from the Northwest as its origin. That's um, awesome. So you know, and you know, we had seen it on the East Coast in the '90s. Um, you know, to see it back out here uh, was really kind of remarkable at the time. Yeah. Uh, but I will say for both of those two varietals, you know, each one in their own right were kind of a pain in the butt to grow. Yeah. Uh, at the time, you know, the OG was very, you know, very small, you know, support network for the flowers, lots of brittleness in the stems. And I'm sure we, you know, if we knew a little bit more back then as what we know now, we could have made corrections around this. Uh, but it was the kind of thing where, you know, I could come into the room week seven and a half and there'd be three tops on the floor, not Man. bent over, but snapped and broken. So, 
Yeah, it, it, it was it was a tough little plant. It was a tough plant to grow at the time for me. And uh, Albert Walker was, in its own right, very finicky, very nutrient sensitive. Um, but my last round of OG Kush that I did, I didn't do a whole bunch of them because due to the just the, the nature of the difficulty of growing it at the time. Uh, but the plant stressed and popped a couple of pollen spikes. Ah. And at then at that point of my you know growing experience, I knew that I could use these spikes you know to pollinate. Um, I hadn't quite put together the whole like you know most of the progeny would be feminized uh, or uh, in feminine nature. You know certainly would get any males out of it, but you get you know stable and unstable uh, results. Yeah. Uh, so I saved it, and on one of the last rounds of Albert Walker I ever did, applied just a little tin with the pollen spikes in it, and just paintbrush and tap, 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 and created just a few viable seeds. Uh, that became the AWOG or the Albert Walker OG. And I didn't do much with that until later in the 2000s. Uh, and really, Dog Walker, the whole concept started after I first heard about the cookies phenomenon. Yeah. So like in 2010, yeah. and I'd just been down in Cali and I'd been at a friend's place in NorCal and he was explaining, you know, there's this new train, people pay, you know, you know above the going rate for, yeah. you know, pounds at the dispensaries, you know, cuts are selling for a thousand dollars, but nobody can really get it. And da, 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 da. And when yeah. I finally tried it for the first time, I was like, you know, it's a good strain. I just didn't understand the 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 movement and hype behind it so at the time here in Oregon prices were cascading in a downward trend and you know a lot of my friends are growers and a lot of folks who had been you know who are putting the same amount of work that they always have if not more getting less and less for you know their hard work yeah and so I thought you know if there's something I could do or something I could contribute and create and release it to a very small group of folks we can kind of control the price yeah and uh give a little bit back to the growing community right to the yeah, growers man. put a little bit of the power in their hands and um almost serendipitously right as i was you know having this whole idea in my head um i got that first cut of chem which was originally handed to me as chem 98 i knew that wasn't really a thing uh so i is, is went, that is that referencing the year or is that just well the, you know they the, well no there's like a 98 the I mean, blah, I, blah, you know what i mean right and but there's you know, also I, so cinderella 99 i'm like is that referencing the year when they they bred the bubba into something else I, or like you know what i mean like i don't well, understand so for me you know i mean i knew that i was very familiar with the chem story i mean i knew i saw that when i was back east for sure um, you know, I, I did a lot of fish tour. I've been G for years uh, as a glass blower. Um, but you know, when it was handed to me with this label of Chem ninety eight, I knew right away. I was like, well, this isn't right. So I kind of went back to the the because it came to me kind of almost secondhand. I went back to the original you know, person who passed it to me and said, hey, you know, this doesn't make sense. He went goes back to the group. They're like, oh yeah, it's Chem ninety one. So we go with Chem ninety one, right? Nobody yeah. ever challenges that for the first like five six years. Yeah. Um. So. Funky. Funky. AWOG seeds get cracked. One of them's stable, one of them's not. The one that's not, the pollen is taken and applied to the chem, what, what we thought was chem 91, but now we know is chem 4. Uh, you know, applied to the plant, seeds were created, and then 
I actually had a coworker at Roots that I handed five of the seeds to. I said, hey, pop these. Let's get through them. I didn't have room at my space to make this happen. I said, you know, I'll help with selection. We'll figure it out. And throughout the course of that first grow of those first five seeds, he kept saying, there's this one that's super musky. There's this one. He just kept using the word musky. That's yeah. a strange word to use, but interesting. <laughs> and then yeah. when I finally got to see the first plant, I said, okay, this is this that's is something different. Yeah, yeah, this is, you know, all gas, no breaks. It's reeks, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's not necessarily the prettiest plant in the world. But for the most part, I thought, you know, this is something that's, this is something that will stand out. Yeah. So that cut goes to the original eight. And for about 18 months, we kept it pretty tight. Yeah. Um, it became kind of, a, unfortunately, a, a, a fracture of friendships. <laughs> uh, yeah, Not necessarily yeah. between me and the original eight, but between some of the original eight and some of their folks. Yeah. And, you know, we all learned a lot of lessons about hoarding and things like that. But we were able to maintain this, you know, uh, surge in price. <laughs> where yeah. you know and so you know the, the the market manipulation kind of worked well while all this is going on i'm now starting to work with a couple of dispensaries this is right when dispensaries kick in yeah. uh, start to take shape here in oregon yeah. um i first had a booth at cannibalist which was kind of like the farmer's market style oh, place dude, when and, i first got my card that's the only place i would go there was like four tables bro right yeah. Oh, I, I was one of the first four other people, you know, to sit at one of those four tables. Uh, and what I realized right away with Dog Walker is I was getting kind of feedback from people, you know, the next day, time I saw them, about how helpful it was, uh, you know, stimulating appetite or their migraines. So I'm thinking, okay, well, here is something that, you know, we're, we're going beyond the market manipulation of it. And we're actually finding that it's great medicine for people. Yeah. Um, I started doing some analytics with Sunrise Analytical, uh, yep. which was one of the first. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was so sad to lose Pat Marshall's place. Man, uh, man I really love them. Back when yeah, I was but... first a patient, I used to get the RSO caps they made, and they sold fucking 200 milligram RSO caps for five bucks. And it was yeah. just. Yeah. Yeah. It was sad, it was sad to see him go for sure. So, you know, for me, it was you know, looking at all this data. And one of the things that Pat Marshall was doing with his analytics back then is he was doing these giant terpene analysis before anybody else was and yeah. full cannabinoid profiles. Um, so we were using, you know, kind of collecting the data because at, in the beginning, this was my idea. It's like, if we can find enough commonalities in secondary metabolite production, maybe we can kind of create these thumbprints for, you know, my genetics so that I can say, yes, it is this, or no, it's not. Because within the first year of Dog Walker being released, there were already imposters and some folks yeah. got some S1 seed, uh, you know, and cracked that. So, uh, you know, validating the strain and keeping that consistent was at the time was very important. Um, and I, I'll say that probably the most, you know, when I started working originally with pharma, and providing uh, medicine for them when they were just a, a medical dispensary. That's when I started to get these amazing stories of, you know, the one that resonates probably one of the best with me was this gentleman whose wife had these debilitating migraines and their marriage was on the rocks and their kids had pretty much lost their mom. And she comes in and she First, you know, he gets her this dog walker. He takes it back. She uses it reactively at first. It helps. Then she starts using it proactively. 
and yeah. you know, four, six, eight, ten months later, the migraines are gone. That's you know, he good. has his wife back, his kids have their mom back, and when you hear these kinds of stories, you know, it 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 makes it so much more worth it all. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. all the <laughs> the righteous cause, bro. Yeah, you know, you know and, I mean? and seeing it as the medicine that it really, really is. So, you know, what started off as this kind of, you know, non organic market manipulation thing really turned into this wonderful source of medicine and you know a, a variety now that has you know started to stand the test of time and still is you know i'm tickled to death and it's still relevant today and yeah uh, it's still you know still always is one of my favorites yeah pig farm omp pig farm whenever he'd run that dog walker oh those yeah movie snacks pigs, bro, pigs, like, pigs runs it runs it all really well oh yeah, <laughs> yeah he's whatever he touches name. turns to gold that's for sure yeah, exactly yeah, so, yeah, um, exactly. Don't even ever... get me started on the Scooby Snacks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So did you, did, you, did you do that too? Was yeah. the Scooby Snacks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Scooby. Talk about is... that too, please. Talk sure, about sure, that sure. too. Yeah. Sure. So Scooby's kind of an interesting one. Um, the forum cut that I brought up from Northern California um, after I visited my buddy's farm. Um, did this really weird thing, and and it, to me it's a phenomenon. Um, the, if I ever had one plant in the room, and I don't run big rooms here, so full full disclosure. So if I had one plant running in the room, uh, it would always create a couple of lower hangers down on the very bottom branches, one or two, not many. The first time it kind of, you know, I saw it, I was like, holy shit, you know, kind of caught me off guard, plucked them, got rid of them. The second time. It happened was when <laughs> I did it and I decided, hey, one is in the room. Let's keep an eye on this. And then it hit the dog walker. Right. And uh, that's where we got the original Scooby seeds. Word. And then the third time I actually put it in there intentionally and it recreated the whole thing. So I said, this is just some, you know, I don't know if it's a survival trait or, a, you know, some weird stress response. If I put multiples in the room, never happened. Put one in the room. It happens. I don't know. Strange. If I didn't see it and I didn't experience it, I wouldn't believe it myself. But maybe, uh, maybe it is like it can tell it's by itself. You know what I mean? A survival technique is what yeah. I chalked it up to. Damn. Yeah, that's so, awesome. so that Scooby then, um, you know, as when I did the first cracks of the Scooby seeds, um, you know, Scooby has this really like interesting story. Um, and it's kind of a a. a you know, kind of a hard one to tell. Um, so when I first cracked the seeds, um, I had two different selections. One was stable, one was not. The one that was stable, I called the uh, Scooby Snacks. The one that was not, I called the Scrappy Doo. Nice. And the Scooby Snacks, I actually handed to one of my coworkers. And unfortunately, um, he passed away suddenly. Bummer, man. And yeah, that was pretty sad. And when um, a few of us went over to his house to kind of take down the garden and kind of make it disappear before his family came out, you know, so they wouldn't have to deal with that. Yeah. Um, I saw two Scoob the two Scooby plants in the corner of the room. So I was like, well, this is it, you know. So I cut a few branches, you know, wrapped them in wet paper towel, put them in a plastic bag, and then I just shredded the, the what was left of the two plants. I didn't want, as I knew it was good, I just didn't want it getting out, you know? Yeah. 
Um, and I put those in my fridge and a couple days later, I saw Pat from Heroes. He and I have been good friends for a long time. I said, hey man, here's some, here are these cuts, um, you know, run with them, take care of them. And the funny story is, is Pat actually had forgotten them in his fridge. Oh. And like seven or eight, nine days later, whatever, like, was like, oh shit, I had this thing still wrapped up and only a couple of them actually made it. Ah. Uh, so from that point, you know, and, you know, at the time, Pat and uh, Pigs and uh, Hound Dog, you know, all those guys were all kind of running in the same circle. And those guys more or less adopted the strain and ran with it for, you know, almost six years, uncontested, nobody else, and myself included. I actually just got it back about a year and a half ago. Right. Uh, but that one to me, you know, as much as I love the dog walker, uh, when it comes to a just a cascade of flavor, uh, the Scooby, yeah, that's bro. the goat, you know, I mean, yeah, for me, uh, it really is. I mean, there are so many different layers of flavor in that strain, especially when it's done right. And that's, you know, one of the things I love about it is you don't see it done by a gazillion different people, not like Dog Walker, of course. No. You know, we've managed to hold that one in. So we make sure that when I do do a release of it, it's getting into a group or a garden that I know will represent it well. Uh, yeah. You know, that's not something we want to water down. Hell no, dude. Like, that's that fire. Every time Pig Farm, like, we would can that shit. Every time we'd get packed, it was like. <laughs> yeah, no, that was. Yeah. Like, that yeah, was he's amazing. always one of my favorites. Absolutely. Like, this is yeah. fire. This is fire. Put the logo on there. Like, that shit was butter. Right on. Definitely. <laughs> we, got, uh, we got one question from one of our production guys, Jesse. Yeah. He says, uh, how did you get the name One Eye? It looks like he had <laughs> I do have two eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of a shameful story. Uh, college nickname. Um, uh, okay. when Frank, I the was in, Frank the yeah, Tank. Yeah, when I was in college, <laughs> they would say that there was this moment where I would transition into the state of have being one-eyed where I'd have one eye open and one eye closed. Word. Generally that was late, late, <laughs> late in the night. Um, so, so, you know, you see on my Instagram, you know, my college graduation cap with one eye, if you go look at the very first picture, that's what it is. Right. And so, you know, I have that hat on at graduation and of course, you know, after, you know, you do the walk or whatever, your parents come and, you know, you're there with all your friends and everybody's kind of blazed and happy. And first thing my mom says, what is this one eye thing on your hat? And of course, all my friends were like, ah, you got to tell her now. I'm like, no, don't want to let you know, mom, is how wasted I would get. But yeah, so uh, awesome. there it is. It's not the, you know, it's not the most exciting story. I'm not the one I'm most proud of, but, uh, you know, nicknames okay. are given, damn it. Yeah, yeah, man. Same where I'm from, That's, bro. It's also what you do that, in college, yeah. man. It, it, right, it. right. Well, absolutely. I was <laughs> That's what you do. College, dude, you know? Exactly. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. Okay, so, so I'm going to hmm. uh, move forward with my yep. next cookie-cutter question. Um, did you submit the genetics that you bred to Phylos Bioscience? Yes. So I have submitted... Um, Dog Walker, Gooby Snacks, Chem 4, somebody else submitted the biz for me. I don't think I ever put the Wook in there. What was the, uh, the parents on the biz? Uh, that's just Dog Walker's sister. It's, oh, okay. So I did a second round of seed cracks a few years after the original. Uh, and then I had a selection of one, one through four. 
And the four was the one that I ran with. Uh, that is what is now called the biz. And it's, it's interesting. It's just like kind of flipping the script of dog walker as far as the flavor profile is concerned. So yeah. where dog walker is this like, you know, inner rush of the woodiness with this giant gas exhale. The biz is this inner rush of gas with all the cedar and sandalwood on the exhale. Ah. And early in its cure, it it possesses this really interesting limonene note uh, that unfortunately disappears over time. Uh, but um, yeah, so it, it yields a little more. It always tests a little higher. Uh, so it's just a sister. That's, that's it. That's tight. And, and, and the Wook? The, the Wook is, that's Albert Walker and Forum Cut, right? Uh, the Albert Walker OG, yeah, and the Forum Yeah, cut. Albert Walker yeah. OG, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. pretty much the Scooby without the Chem 4. Yeah, uh, yeah. Totally. You know, and, and I'll say this. So, you know, it's interesting you asked about the Phylos and what I uploaded, right? Yeah. You know, believe it or not, one of the most humbling experiences I've had so far in all this was to find out that, you know, I had uh, – the genetics wrong on dog walker. Ah. Right? And this came to me via Phylos. Nice. Um, now, now I'm not going to grandstand and uh, make this an opportunity, you know, to make, make people think that I'm sitting here and, and, and lifting them up. I'm certainly not. Yeah. Um, but, but for but validation. They gave, they gave you some data, you know what I mean? That, that yeah, helped you well, out. They, what it was is they actually reached out to me and said, hey, you know, we've got CSI's uh, Chem 91 here, you know, that we just uploaded in the Galaxy. It's not, you know, touching your Chem 91. We're a little concerned. Um, they said, we're going to run a couple more tests. And next day they reach out and say, oh, well, you know, it's matching exact match to their Chem 4. So I was actually on the East Coast uh, driving from Virginia Beach to D.C., as a matter of fact, when this call came through. And I immediately uh, reached out to my buddy, um, Bob Hemphill. Oh, um, Bob's yeah, kind of renowned as the, uh, the librarian. Uh, he's a holder of many, many genetics and certainly all the chem genetics. Nice. Um, and so when I asked him a few questions about you know, well, yes, he asked me a few questions about, you know, the look of the plant, the amount of stretch, the nose. And then he came up with this one little detail uh, that really resonated. He says, hey, you know, do you have problems with the flowers bronzing after, you know, a month or so after takedown? I said, man, if I, you know, I don't care how I store it, you know, if it's sealed, if it's vac sealed, it always you know, starts to turn. He said, well, that's the, the plight of Chem 4. And uh -huh. um, so he kind of helped to validate what phylos was suspicious of and you know then i had this wonderful time of reaching out to the community and i was really nervous about it you know i didn't want people to kind of clown on me actually everybody's really receptive um just to say hey look guys you know i was wrong uh we need to you know and for for the the purpose of accuracy you know update your files update your lists yeah uh, i couldn't really get name. any website to do it but you know uh so now you know there's a load of sites out there that list it still as chem 91 um, and i've tried i've sent emails but yeah pretty much all in vain but you know so out of that you know that is something in my relationship with phylos and uploading my genetics that did uh prove to be a positive okay so uh that, that leads me into my next cookie cutter question i guess sure. so so your take 
what was your take on doing business with them back then when you first submitted those? Was somewhat yeah. positive, correct? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I actually was interacted with them extremely early on when they did like an oral history. Uh, the oral history was, uh, you know, trying to map the movement of cannabis ac across the globe from its origins. And then as it moved and people moved across land masses, trying to kind of track and see where it went. Uh, and then looking at, you know, when do we start intentionally breeding? Um, when is there just open field breeding? You know, it, it was a very interesting discussion. And at the time, um, you know, I was invited to sit on this panel. Uh, we did it at Pharma. And uh, it was a wonderful event. And I met some really nice people. And I thought, you know, here's these, these guys, uh, you know, the owners who are definitely scientists. You know, they're certainly smarter than I am. Um, but they're, they want to, they want to bring this science to our community and do it with it, you know, for and by the community. Uh, I didn't see them as the, you know, the overlords or the overthinkers, uh, that, you know, eventually they may have evolved to become, uh, you know, so in the beginning, it was like, here are these guys who grew up going to country fair and immediately that gives you like, you know, they're okay. They're okay. Yeah. yeah. They're people, you know, yeah. And, you know they, that, that kind of gives you the, the, the thumbs up. Um, and, you know, they, they were like one of us. Yeah. And so at the time, it felt very comfortable. And then, you know, Robert Connell Clark jumps in. And here's someone that, you know, I've admired at that point for, you know, decades. You know, if there's ever an ethnobotanist who knows cannabis, this is the guru. Uh, yeah. So to go out to dinner with him and, you know, have these little, you know, wonderful experiences was very nice and pleasant in the beginning. And then, you know, and then the galaxy was pitched. Okay, here's this thing we're going to create with the Open Cannabis Project. And, you know, you upload your material and it'll protect you from those corporate pirates from, you know, laying claim to your hard work. Yeah. And at the time, that was a compelling argument. Um, it and it dude. Like made that. sense to me. I said, I need to get my stuff in there then, you know, yeah. let's get it up. Um, you know, over time, uh, you know, my interacting with them definitely slowed down when it came into doing, um, you know, the sex test. Of course, we sold the sex test through our store for a couple of years until they went to an online model. Um, and, you know, the relationship with the owners was a, a pretty, you know, it felt like a pretty decent one. Yeah. I will admit that there were moments along my relationship with them where I had other colleagues who were saying things like, you know, take a closer look, you know, pay attention yeah. to what's going on. And I think after in the, in the wake of all of this, one of the things, my, one of my takeaways is that I'm kind of a little upset with myself for not thinking as critically as I could about a situation for allowing myself to kind of be duped a little bit. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it just feels right, Rich. Yeah, you know. You know what I mean? uh, and it's still uh, wrong, you know. I, but I think it does. Well, and I think what, what, what's happened is there's been this transformation of the mind behind that company into becoming the thing that they were fighting against from the get-go, or at least pitching to us that they were going to be fighting against. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
you see what I'm saying? There, you know, yeah. they, 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 it's evolved into that. And, yeah. you know, where they came out saying, you know, fuck the Monsantos and we're going to protect you from Bayarag. Well, dude, yeah. Now they're kind of stepping into those same shoes. It, uh, it was and, in, yeah, like February 2016, I heard that Mowgli guy speak at the Cannabis Collaborative Conference there mm -hmm. in Portland. And mm -hmm. it seemed like that was most of what the crowd's questions were about. Are you going to genetically modify cannabis? Are you going to do it? And he was just like, no, like we have a sex test. You can get your genetics tested. So there's yeah. all these markers so you can see what's really. And it, I was like, that's cool. You know what I mean? And anybody who I knew who was breeding, I'm like, yo, you should send your shit in just to see what it looks like and see what sure. it's related to. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. I suggested it to everybody because I. I cracked a lot of seeds in my day, but I never mm -hmm. had the balls to try and attempt it. I was afraid every single time I saw fucking pollen <laughs> sacks. I was like, hand this to the homie who breeds. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm scared, sure. you know? Well, and, and I think really, you know, when, you know, when we were having kind of the early days of, of involvement with the, the company, it, like I said, everybody looked at it as a step to, not necessarily securing your IP, but at least insulating yourself a little bit from what, you know, was impending, the impending doom, you know, when yeah. Big Ag gets involved, right? You have, yeah, you have some sort of record that this was what you submitted from right. your Right, it's public so. domain now, yeah. right? And, you know, that at the time it was very convincing. And, you know, since we've gotten to where we are now with it, um, so much has come out that, you know, troubles me in the sense that, you know, there, there's two separate messages from that company. There's the message to the community, which is me, right? And everyone else. And then there's the message to the investors. And those two messages couldn't be more different from the other. Exactly. And when you get to a point where you realize in your business that you're not generating enough income off of things like sex tests and galaxies, and you have to step into the breeding world. Yeah. Well, the way that you announce it isn't to stand on a stage and kind of pound your chest and talk about how all other genetics are going to be obsolete when you're done with this project. Yeah. Hey man, to me, that's a little offensive, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, the way you announce it though, it, it, it just, it couldn't have been done more. Uh, just, no, I, I don't try to think of the word the for it, you know, but Smack it, just, in the it, face. yeah, it just, it came out thumping on their chest. And then, you know, the, the, the feeble attempt to clean up the PR mess, uh, you know, the attempts to, to fix that were equally, if not worse, yeah, uh, of a slap to the face of the community. And, it's just, and look, I am not one of those people that thinks that they're, they've taken everybody's tissue and they're going to be, you know, tissue culturing it and pulling genes and, you know, CRISPRing and shit like that. You know, if they do, if I'm wrong about this, I'm wrong. But, you know, to me, what's outrageous and what's upsetting was this misleading of a community of an entire community? Yeah, the whole state. Bro. It's a betrayal, uh, man. Yeah, it yes, it's yeah. like a betrayal. It's like yeah, you absolutely. Know. It's a bait and switch. You were bait and switch. You got to have some kind of heart, some kind of mind to knowingly do that to a whole community. You know, oh, absolutely. It takes, it's like yeah. you know, you can't even. I can't even like speak to the the type right. of person that it takes to to do that. You know, to like. Well, yeah. Someone who's calculating and and you know, lacking of emotion maybe. Uh, yeah. You know, sociopaths are really good at that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, you know, and really good business people are generally sociopaths. Uh, you know, and 
so yeah, it was this, it was the feeling of betrayal. And then the response to it, you know, when the community said, you know, cried foul, and then the way they responded to that call of foul was just also deplorable. It was it just, a, just a mess uh, from the get go once it, once that ball started rolling. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, rather than sitting around and talking about how bad they were and all the crappy things they did, you know, what needs, what I really feel needs to happen is this needs to bring people together so that we can have more of a collective voice and a collective understanding. You know, the divisiveness in this industry is, is what is probably our greatest weakness. Yeah. You know, and that's why companies like this will, you know, can potentially prevail. Yeah, dude. Like that's, I, I haven't talked to uh, very many homies on because I didn't know very many guys who submitted their genetics. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, sure. And like you said, they obviously couldn't uh, support their company on sex tests and genetic testing. So right. they tried to solicit some big dollars. But it's like the the thing that I mean, I, I hope people are not sending their stuff in anymore after seeing those because i watched the videos and i'm like Mm -hmm. man i'm like he said he wasn't gonna do all that you know what i mean and then like in the videos too he's like name dropping syngenta as two people at the company used to work for and and uh like passed some stuff through for syngenta like as far as most you know and Referencing that to the investors, like, so we're trying to go as big as we can with it. And I'm just like, damn, man. Like, yeah, it's, um, you know, like I said, they they evolved into the thing which they seem to originally stand strongest against. Yeah. And that's you a pretty know, wicked evolution. Yeah, man. Like, sad story. So um, that I guess that's my next cookie cutter question is, like, what's your yeah. take on doing business with them now? Do they still... uh? No. Like, like contact you? Do you like, is it, is it? I mean, I've had conversation, I've had a conversation or two with current and ex folks that work there concerning this. Yeah. Dick Um, Fitz, he did the, the high times interview, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, that was pretty sad too. It was pretty damning. And I was like, yeah, that was pretty bad. You know, the, the, uh, I can't remember Dale, the plant patent attorney, uh, I, the one the article that I posted on my uh, on my page a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, came from the plant patent attorney that was originally hired by Phylos and um, the Open Cannabis Project uh, to do work. And you know, his article is to me the most uh, to me one of the most well written ones, and also most revealing. Uh, he really brings a couple of points to light that haven't been mentioned in other articles that. Um, certainly uh cause reason for concern so yeah you know currently you know i have no interest in doing business with them right now um you know if anything i hope people like you know, sun grown keep the conversation going keep the topic relevant um yeah. i have a very suspicious feeling that this company just is hoping everybody will quiet down eventually and forget yeah dude i'm not i asked them to come on the show they 
Then it yeah. Respond, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm, I'm going to ask some real questions. Yeah. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to squirm on camera. No, because they know everyone's going to use it as a chance to openly debate them. Yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, well, you said this, and then mm-hmm. you said this. So right. which one is it? You know, like, can we ask you which one it is? You know, is it this or is it that? Um, so is is there any way for them mm-hmm. to gain your trust back after after seeing that stuff and well i mean i mean here's the thing you know the galaxy is a novel idea yeah it's I, a cool I thought little it trinket dope. yeah it's just... dope but you know but you get what i'm saying but like in the grand scheme of things it is you know it, it, it's it's not a deep diving tool you know, no. without chemotype analysis and stuff like that, without a bunch of males in the galaxy, which you don't have, you know, you only have a little bit of the picture there. Yeah. And granted, it does help. Like I said, it helped to validate I had Chem 4, not Chem 91. That was a good thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, other than that, uh, you know, I don't buy I don't buy the sex t- test kits. I do things, yeah. I guess, the old fashioned way. Same, dude. Uh, <laughs> I, I really, I thought that was a time saver. You know, I was mm-hmm. like, damn, this is tight. But I, I wouldn't either because it's like they could still pill your genetics from that little snippet you send well, in. Well, and to they have can, sex. but once, once again, like, you know, I am not under the belief, or I don't, I do not possess the belief that they are going to, they are, you know, systematically stealing tissue and creating genetic from the, or, you know, creating, using that for the genetic breeding process. What I do believe is they've amassed a smashing amount of data and they're using different data points and things like that and clusters to what to help guide them or navigate them through a breeding process. And if yeah. you look at some of the folks who've been hired recently, um, you know, the guy from Mons- who's did a bunch of breeding projects for Monsanto most recently, he's the head of their breeding program now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. You know, these are individuals that thrive on breeding via using data points. I mean, it's the modern way of doing things. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm not, a, I, I'm not the same, you know, like, oh my God, the sky is falling. The industry's over. These guys are going to take it over. I don't believe that. Um, will they, you know, will their existence, if they do exist in the future, make it harder for some folks to navigate? Maybe, but, you know, we've never been without our challenges in this industry. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we've overcome a lot of, a lot of hurdles yeah. over the years. I know I have. You Hell know, yeah, I've, dude. I've been faced with a lot of different adversities, and you know, mad just L's. Out to work way over it. Mad L's, bro. You and I mean? and commenting on the the Phylos Galaxy mm-hmm. too. I remember it, it's it's different for sure. But I remember mm-hmm. when Sunrise did like strain match. They did they mm-hmm. you know if you get something tested, they'd say you know, what percentage match they yeah. had it with another yeah. te- strain yeah, they yeah, tested. Was, I yeah, feel like yeah. that's pretty similar, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. a little uh, more the, detailed with the galaxy, but, you know, in general, the same idea. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, and he was just doing it via chemotyping versus uh, right. genotyping. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right. Uh, chemical analysis versus gene analysis. And I thought that was, you know, a cool approach as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, there's just, there's nothing really at this point that, you know, that that company would have to offer me that would make me want 
to do business in the future. Uh, you know, I'm not going to ever be a part of your breeding program. So. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. Know? No, no um, males for you. No beans for you. No cuts yeah, for you. Yeah, none of that. Don't no. come by the store, please. No, like, we don't please want don't. that around here. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I, I would consider that relationship severed. Yeah. Well, that's that's uh, good to hear, but also sad to hear, you know, because it's like, yeah. man, like it, it sounded like a really great idea in the beginning. And it's like, well, it was it was know? until pivots were made and you know, promises were broken. Yeah, dude. OK, so my next cookie cutter question, um, what are some of your goals? Um, mm -hmm. in I mean, you know, for me, just to continue, try to make as um, as positive of an impact as I can, you know, I'm, I don't want people to get the idea that I'm some like major scale breeder, you know, I'm a small grower that does some breeding projects on the side, you know, yep. I've had a couple of good ones that have, have worked out well for me, but, you know, at the end of the day, I, I just I want to make sure I'm making a positive impact and, uh, you know, contributing things to the community that people appreciate and will appreciate for a long time. You know, I don't want, I don't like one trick ponies. I want to, yeah. you know, when it comes to genetics that I release into the universe, I want them to, you know, stand the test of time. I want them to, to last for decade plus yeah. and still be relevant, you know, and not, uh, you know, fade into the, to the night after, you know, a six, 12 month pop off. And, and yeah. part of that I feel like too is, making sure that you you're stabilizing genetics too because so many people nowadays it's like sure. yeah maybe they select and and work through a few different males but then mm -hmm. when it when it comes to the next project it's like oh well we we selected this i don't know uh berry og male mm -hmm. through 50 plants and it's awesome sure. and now we're going to throw it into forum cut because you know forum cuts great and mm -hmm. we're not going to test mm -hmm. test the offspring we're just going to start right. selling them as seeds you know 100 to 10 pack yeah you, i mean you i mean here's the thing you know and i i struggle with this i always weigh back and forth you know do does this project do i want to do a project where i'm eventually getting to a uh for seed release or do I yes, want to yes, work yes, through a genetic yes. <laughs> 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 next clone release, you know, because yeah, you have the clone right. release and the seed release. And, and really the answer is, you know, I'm kind of in the pursuit of both simultaneously, Word. but, um, you know, you know, male selection, for example, is really, really important. And stressing males is really, really important to me. It's, you know, it's not, um, just use the, the two males you have and one looks stronger than the other. I mean, I do do drought stressing. Um, I, haven't done too much photo period stressing you know some folks do the nutrient stress as well yeah. uh, a little bit of nutrient stress doesn't hurt there um but i think that's also something that's missed by a lot of newer breeders is the stress of males yeah uh, you know males can be just as unstable as a female well yeah. dude and also much of the genetic material from the male will come out in the female offspring correct Correct. Like, that's why you select them. Picking the male is of the utmost importance because more of that genetic material will make it into the female offspring than the, the male offspring coming from that, that parent, correct? Yeah, I mean, the male can kind of drive the car, so to speak, or drive the bus, so to speak. Um, but really, what, what, when we're talking about stability, 
Yeah, we all focus on the stability of the female plant, but there's also stability issues in male plants as well. And so, you know, that drought stress of male, letting it go to a sag, you know, multiple times throughout its cycle, both in veg and in the flowering process, you know, can be really telling. You know, yeah. when you see a bunch of nuts hanging and then a few pistols pop out, that's not the male you want to use yeah. to create that next or even start that next line. Um, so, you know, male selection is very important. And then testing that progeny, uh, you know, something that I think a lot of folks who release, you know, 25 new strains all at once and, um, you know, you know, people grow it out and not the table, they're getting lots of perms and a lot of selfing. Uh, I think that that doesn't necessarily do a good deed to the to the industry or to to our image nah. uh, so for me you know breeding has to be done really there's like an intention there's an intent behind what i do when i do things i agree um, dude I, when, when yeah. i see those menus where it's like 20 strains long from one breeder and it's just one mm -hmm. strain crossed with 20 other ones they're mm -hmm. the same male it's yeah. always right. the male line like nothing and nothing it's really a fast stick, way to dude. sell seeds you yeah know, but... you, you can sell a shit ton of seeds that way and you know it business move but it's just not something that i'm interested I, and in. i'm not i yeah. won't even be be shy on on calling people out who i've seen it from at least on my end mm -hmm. tiger trees mm -hmm. i have been vocal against those or whoever's still in that company or compound genetics where they are now yeah. um they yeah. remember you know that's and, what and, i was thinking of about and not to, you know start any drama or anything but they're the emails and you can bet that none of the fucking uh tested well so yeah. none of and those they, strains really stuck here i've never yeah. heard of any of right. that well, I mean, being fired saying, that's what it's saying like you know i want to leave behind a legacy of strain genetics that people more for years and years years to come uh so, you know you one chucking you know i'm not going to do one male against 20 females i might do three males against two females <laughs> you know and mix it up like that. but there's always a goal or, you know, this is where it's my goal the vehicles i need to get there yeah, you know and like, yeah have some intention at least yeah you know? just oh, like yeah. let's you know let's let's have, let's have a goal at least you know right just, right and and, and I'll be honest, you know, um, it, it, uh, you guys have talked to breeders, I'm sure it's, it's a long process. It's not an easy path, but I consider doing it. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely, yeah. but I, I feel like people really trust your work. Pastor P as well, Dynasty yeah. Genetics, oh. and very similar in, in the, the way both you guys, you know, want to produce the best possible you know offspring you can and that involves testing and, and, and running through things and that's what needs to be more you know universal in the breeding world you know sure i mean it's like are you are you trying to you know there's there's multiple different avenues you can take you know in the seed or breeding world uh you know are you trying to just sell as many seeds as possible then you pollen chuck you know are you right. trying right. to be a flash in the pan genetic you know then take the two most type strains and put them together and see what happens right uh you know or are you really you know are are you trying to really make the difference 
and that's where your breeders with intent and you know you know professor p is definitely one i'm a big fan of duke diamonds um you know there's a bunch of other folks out there that are that are friends and colleagues that i think that are all doing it for the right reasons they aren't out there pollen chucking yeah um, you know matt riot is a friend of mine uh though some people you know go back and forth on him or whatever but you know he is a friend you know he is a good breeder he is someone who breeds with intent um and and so to me you know those are the things that you know that's something that's very important uh but there's lots of clowns out there and a lot of people who are in it to make as much money as they can as quickly as they can yeah. uh and they you know they'll be around for a little while yeah forever though yeah they'll fade in and out yeah man i man serious i uh i'm a fan of certain guys work and i'm not a fan of other guys work you know what i mean yeah it's it's life (laughs) and and the thing with breeding at least in my opinion is is when you take a a close look at people you, you can tell you know pretty early on whether you know there's breeding with intention or not you're you know what what the you know sure the, the goal sure. is well yeah i mean if you you know if if your first release is you know uh cookies on the hawaiian blue cascade ice cream <laughs> cake whatever you know and that's your first release well you know my guess is you didn't test anything it's probably not very stable and exactly. you're in it just for the money right yeah but if you've yep. taken the last two and a half years to build use building blocks to get to this final release you know uh, uh, you know, second, third, fourth progeny out, then yeah, you, you're, you've put, you put the time and effort in as you're doing this for the right reasons. Yeah, man. So, you know, but it takes all kinds to make the world go round. So, you know, people yeah. will chuck that pollen. Yeah, yeah, dude, I, I agree. Like, uh, whatever. I can't knock the hustle, but I'm going nah. I'm going to spend my dollars somewhere else. You know what I mean? There you go. There you yeah. go. Absolutely. So, uh, my next cookie cutter question: mm-hmm. What are what are some concepts or ideas that you would like to promote for the future? You know, I, I did this on another uh, interview not too long ago, and it just talked about just maintaining and having integrity. You know, that's something that I feel like the, this. You know, in the early days, there was code. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, and um, and integ- you know, you, you were judged, you 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 know, you were certainly judged by your level of integrity, the amount of ethics that you possessed. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, He's circles solid. were tight for that a reason. Guy is solid, yeah. Right, you know, and there seems to be less and less and less of that as more and more uh, individuals flood into this industry, and you know, I, just just. Doing it, doing doing what you do with integrity, I feel is so important. Uh, you're you know you're known you're going to be known by your reputation in this industry. I've come to find that out very quickly. Um, you know your reputation can travel around the world before you know it. Yeah. Uh, so you know do things for the right reasons uh, and stop doing things for selfish bullshit. You know uh, pull pull your ego out of your ass and be a real person. Yeah, dude. I'm a, you know, and I, I just, I, I see it so much, uh, you know, not only in the store, but as I go out and I visit different farms and stuff like that, you know, you, you can tell who, you know, the folks that have the, the, the higher levels of integrity, uh, their people are happier. They're, you know, when I talk about the people, their staff, yeah, uh, their farms work better. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, the plants look healthier. 
Good uh, vibes, but I think, man. But, you know, it, it, that's, that shit really does trickle downhill. And, uh, you know, if you're flooding the valley with good vibes and, and you know, and respect, uh, the valley will support it. You know, it'll support that growth. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's also, you've got to be really good to your people. Uh, you know, Pat Fuller said something once that I thought was so very profound. And it's like, and this is something that somebody else told him, but I'll share it with you guys. And somebody once told him that you have to remember that, you know, it's your dream. It's not their dream. Yeah. It's your dream. But yeah. they're the ones to help you get to the reality of making your dream come true. Hell so yeah. you got to take care of those people, you know, be good to each other. Yeah. Man. Uh, and, you know, we, you know, as much as we can as a community to, you know, to stay solid and just, you know, the fractures are just, they're going to make us weak. Yeah. I just want to say, after you said that, I just want to say shout out to Will, shout out to Mitch, shout out to Jesse. You know what I mean? Because, like me and Will came up with this idea, but I like I really once the team came together, it was like, man, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, so. it's how it's it's the way it works, man. And uh, you know, no, none of us are are an island unto unto ourselves. You know, we're we we need other people. We need the support. I mean, heck, I need it. <laughs> uh, no so doubt. you know, uh, you know. So I just I just hope that you know we can all move forward, in a, is you know in a positive direction and. To, just put put what put aside our differences even for just a little bit otherwise you know when federal legalization happens and it is coming it is it's gonna happen it is sooner coming. than people think man absolutely like that, that price is gonna shoot back up fractured. to 32 bro it's oh, yeah, gonna be 32 again disbanded we're gonna get bowled over yeah yeah you know, I, I and agree. and 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 then and then all for what you know no doubt. Where does that leave us? So, uh, it, it, you know, find strength in your numbers, people. I agree. Um, so we had one question from mm-hmm. uh, Mitch from production. He had, he says, has one I ever tried playing different music types to his cannabis to see the effects? <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Um, no, um, I don't necessarily play. I play music when I'm working in the room, but um I have had friends, multiple of them, uh, anywhere from Grateful Dead to mm-hmm. Mozart to hip hop, you name it. Um, you know, do plants enjoy music? There's, there's, there's some, you know, anecdotal evidence. I think that there is response. I think there's some scientific too, uh, to just to sound wavelength. So, uh, you know, happy plants like to dance, right? Yeah, right there in the fan, oscillating fan yeah. in the oscillating fan, man. There you have it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I I just, I don't know how many YouTube subscribers or, or viewers we have right now. If anybody wants to call in and ask any questions, the number is 1-833-777-DABS. That's 1-833-777-3227. Um, we don't want to keep you too much longer, one eye. Ah, it's been, been a fun. super, super I'm awesome interview so far. Um, can you please at least plug your social media while we sure um, yeah. pause and see uh, if anybody well, is going to call? Well, it's just Instagram these days. So yeah, uh, that's at- that's where all the weed folks are at. <laughs> I tried Twitter and I'm like, there's not really that many guys on here. There's porn yeah. and there's yeah. rappers, you know. Yeah. But I, I like, you know, I like weed and strippers, and that's IG. Yeah. I do. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, at one i r c, and that's all spelled out. O n e e y e r c. There you go. Uh, 
Tight. So, so uh, and of course, you... big shout out to Roots Garden Supply, their Instagram at yeah. Roots Garden Supply here in Portland, Oregon. Best shop in town. Yeah, best shop in town for real. I I yeah, remember yep, my like, local shop. Dude, I, I I bought like I think it was like six T fives from you guys. And oh wow. Well, thank the, you. The, well, dude, and what like the the guy whose property I was on, he had some kind of GFCI circuit that they were plugging mm-hmm. into, and so the little bit of surge in the current kept breaking it and making them oh, turn off. And I, like I brought them back, oh. yeah, I brought them back like two times, and then I just had to tell the guy, I'm like, look, have your electrician <laughs> come in and take that damn thing off because these aren't gonna start a fire, bro. Like, no, no, good. <laughs> and so like that's how we solved the issue. And he was like, well, there, here's a bill for two hundred. I'm like, dude, I pay that shit, man. You know, like, yeah, electricity's fun, huh? <laughs> yeah, dude. Like that's that kind of math for me was so difficult to do mm-hmm. on paper, man. Like, oh yeah. I, I drove an electric car at the time, so kilowatt hours made sense to me. Sure. But, yep, yep. but dude, ohms and amps, yeah. and I'm just like, what the fuck? It's a lot to keep up with. Yeah, sure. dude, yeah. Okay, so it looks like uh, our little connection issue caused us to lose a few viewers. Uh-oh. Um, are there any other topics that you wish to discuss before we wrap no, here? I, I, I'd like to like just actually plug one more thing if I could. Yeah, um, yeah. Plug it on in, bro. Plug it on in. Biobiz Nutrients. Um, yeah. This is the foundation to what I do, and I you know, certainly use them as part of my core formula. Uh, the company's been really good to me over the years. It's also been good to my lady. She is the, the U.S. representative for the company, so shout out to D-Bird. Oh, very cool. Uh, nice. There awesome. you go, and uh, you can always reach out to Biobiz PDX to get a hold of her, and if you ever need any samples, let her know. That's there you cool. go. Yeah, my, yeah. My, my <laughs> and homie that actually that actually uh, leads me to maybe a question we can end on. Sure. Um, uh, is have you noticed uh, with your genetics any type of growing styles or nutrients that are best suited to like, you know, get them maybe to get the most out of the terpene profiles or potency or is there any like <clears throat> styles that that they prefer? Um. <clears throat> so. You know, so quick things like on my own personal genetics, right? Is that what you're mm-hmm. referring to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. dog walker, so, Scooby yeah, Snacks, yeah. yeah. So uh, dog walker is a great case. Um, you know, dog walker, what we found out very early on with the original eight is um, she is um, uh, pretty uh, light sensitive. Uh, so due to over, so oversaturation can, uh, in, can instigate some not so desirable qualities. Uh, this is where we got the first uh, S1 uh, seeds from dog walker. Uh, at the time, we were all running single bulbs because nobody was running double-ended yet. Um, we were running maybe 18 to 20 inches off the tops, 24. Um, you know, a couple of us ended up getting a couple of beans this way. And um, I think, it, you know, Pat and I were on the phone one day, and he said, hey, I'm just going to kick my lights up and see what happens. You know, maybe they're getting a little too close. You know, maybe the plant's a little sensitive to light. He pulls up to 30-some inches, and we all do the same. Nobody ever sees the seed again. Man. So, you know, so there, there was definitely a, um, a stress that wasn't identified in the first maybe round or two by, but for, by maybe the fifth round was resolved. Um, when it comes to secondary metabolite production, so terpenes, uh, cannabinoids, flavonoids, so forth and so on, you know, uh, before switching over to biobiz a few years ago i was running another formula 
that I'd run for years and had really started to doctor that formula and curtail it to kind of maximize uh, the, uh, you know, the results of the genetics that I was running. And what I did find uh, is that formula was kind of a combination of salt and organic together. And it always provided a wonderful flavor profile. But when the first time I ever did a blind test to a bunch of folks, BioBiz versus this other formula, it wasn't 100%, uh, but it was you know, around 90. Uh, and what I noticed was there's this level of, um, of sweetness, which is a strange thing to say, uh, especially when I love gas and push and things that are really you know, you know acute almost uh, to, the, to the palate. Um, but there's a sweetness that I get from BioBiz that I could never generate out of my other genetics. And that sweetness kind of translates to a smoother finish. Um, so, you know, I, I couldn't say that, you know, this nutrient's going to do better than that nutrient. I mean, have I tried stuff grown by other nutrient companies and thought, you know, it's kind of a lackluster representation? Um, you know, there are certain nutrient companies and because I sell all of them, I'm not going to sit here and bash any of them, Right, um, right. but there are certain nutrient companies that I can almost every time, hands down, when I get a sample of a flower, tell you that it you was know, grown with that nutrient. Company. Yeah. You know, what it's grown with. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, there's certain common denominators in the flavor package that you get right. from certain companies. Yeah, right. Which, I, which is definitely can... a bummer. Cause like when you, when you do all the work to breed a strain and they can still taste like what you know, what you grew it with, you know, and regardless yeah. of how, how the flush went, you know, as right. you're saying, it's, it's an underlying flavor, you know, it's right. like, there's some yeah. note or tone that is, that shows up from, you know, varietal to varietal too. So, right. Um, yeah. You know, what's interesting is I've, you know, at this point I've tried dog walker grown from so many different, you know, different from, you know, uh, hydro systems to, you know, beds to living soil greenhouse full sun indoor unit cocoa peat whatever and it is, and i do find it kind of interesting to see the, and you know tell the little nuances and differences between the different methods but you know what i tell people is you know all the methods work um what i think i would you know my the white one hand off to folks is just find stick with a method and learn how to tailor that method and those nutrients to your genetics that you're running specifically at that time so that you can get to that full genetic expression. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, don't let your first run and having a, you know, a sickly plant be the, the final judge and jury of whether that plant was good or not. Run it a few times, try to get to a healthy run for crying out loud. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> you know I, agree. I, I I see a lot of people who like, you know, have a shit round because they had bugs or they had PM and then they want to bail on the strain. Um, you know, it's not the strain's fault that you had those problems. Yeah. <laughs> you know? user error. Yep. <laughs> That's user yeah. error. And, you know, something tells me, if, you know, and I've, I've seen it in my own garden, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I've had issues over the years. Don't get me wrong. I mean, when I dealt with root aphids nine years, eight years ago, or whenever that was, yeah. you know, I had some pretty miserable runs. And that yeah. dog walker wasn't as good as the dog walker that came out, you know, when you're, when I didn't have those issues. No, yeah. Um, yeah. So, That's a, you know, 
I gotta say shout out to my homie Cedar too. He used to work there at the store. Oh, and he, he always he always plugs yeah. in the biobiz and so does his brother oh, yeah. Ush, man. They're always like, oh. man, grab that biobiz. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I hear you Cedar. say it. I'm like, He's I know where I got it from. You know what I mean? I'm right like, on. Right on. Uh, he was a pleasure to work with and we still get to see him quite a bit. So Yeah, he's yeah, we love homie. that guy. I try to yep, hit him right up on. when I go back to Oregon too. Oh, right yeah, I was gonna on. say I was gonna say it's kinda like me when I'm playing golf, you know, I can, I can yell at the ball, I can yell at my club, but ultimately it's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Use your error. That's it. Use your error. <laughs> you know, use your error. Now, now, if you if you got a clone from somebody and it came with, you know, an STD, then okay, that may not be user error. But um, yeah, you know, right, anything right. short of that, uh, it's on you. You know, it's Absolutely. on me. You know, that's, that's why I don't have partners. Yeah, I it's good don't to keep have everything to blame in someone house. else for something I, that goes wrong. I, I want to be able to shoulder all the responsibility and Dude, you know, say, yell at myself. <laughs> I, can, I can, yeah, I'll bet on myself because I can yeah. deal with the L, you know what I mean? Absolutely. But it's like, man, if I have to trust too much to someone else, fuck, yeah. it's gonna piss me off right. when we lose. You know oh, yeah, I mean? no, I, that's why I had my last partner in I don't know, 97 or something like that. So, it's been a nice yeah. run. Dope. Yeah, you're doing well for yourself, one eye. Oh, thank you. Right. I appreciate yeah. you guys. You guys are yeah. too cool. Thanks so much, dude. This yeah. is a lot of fun. Yeah, really, I'm enjoying yeah. <laughs> really respected man in the community, dude. We uh, we just really want to thank you for coming on the show. I hope we can well, um, I hope we can do a follow up interview sometime in the future. Sure. Um, I, like, like, I had one more question. Are you going to yeah. do any seed releases of any of the stuff you bred? Uh, <laughs> and then another question from Mitchell is yeah. how many strains have you bred to, de- to date? Oh, God. A lot, uh, right? Right. Uh, it's so like, man, we just... your, let me start with your question first about the seed release. Um, there might be a collaboration occurring here in the near future. Um, I mean, it's still like announcement wise. Probably, if I'm being very blunt, 12 months away. Okay. Uh, these things take a long time. Yeah, man. Uh, but there is a, a lot of potential for something here, uh, collaboration coming down the pike. I can't really, that's about all I will say it and divulge. Okay. Uh, but it's something that I'm pretty excited about. I think something the community will be pretty excited about as well. Yeah, I want some beans. Um, I'm trying to buy some beans. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm I'm also like literally in the process of going through. Uh, I just cracked like 17 new crosses, and I'm gonna you know go through those and see what pops. Kind of looking for that next new cut too. So. Word. Um, yeah. yeah, so we'll see. You know, always little irons in the fire. Uh, the uh, like I said, the the seed thing. I keep I batted back and forth. I actually started a project last year, but kind of bailed on it this year. Uh, but uh, someone I spoke with a close friend uh, about a week ago or so, and we kind of stoked the fire together, and uh, we've decided to forge a path together. So uh, stay tuned. Yeah. And then how many, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, how many? Right, last question, last question. Whew. It's been a long interview. We appreciate yeah, you sticking around, know. bro. It's, it's been crazy. awesome. Like I've bailed on more things than I've kept, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We're probably in the 40, 50 range, I'm guessing. I don't yeah, know. I've never really nice. sat down and thought about that, but rough estimate between 40 and 50 crosses probably. And 
that's starting in uh what was the year we started with the actual crosses like 98 damn damn bro you that's like dude you gotta do a book man like, oh, <laughs> you gotta do it. like even, even if it's only 100 pages like, yeah no it, like you could just do tell. yeah you could just do an interview with a person who writes and they you know they can yeah. make 100 oh, pages I easy that I, encouragement I, man That's yeah cool. <laughs> I, I, would, I would pay i would pay to read it man Seriously. all right all right well that, that, there we go i'm always looking for that next move for mailbox money so no doubt. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, how it is. Dude, once you get to, when you get it on Audible, bro, if you need yep. somebody to read it, I will read it go. on Audible. Okay, cool. All right, cool. yeah. <laughs> All right ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, One Eye on Concerned Dabs podcast. So, right like, on. dude, we really appreciate you coming out, man. Like, yeah, yeah, thanks, for, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks it. for having me. This has been a blast. We'll do it again, I promise. No doubt. Thanks, yes. man. We'll, we'll send you the links once we get them for YouTube and Spotify, okay? Appreciate it, man. Thanks so much, right. guys. Yeah, have, have a good day. Yeah, you too. Cheers. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to do my outro dance. That was the ninth episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I was your host, KDM Kane. With me was my co-host, Will Terps. We'll see you later, folks. I got to give a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. This has been a Main Node and Joseph Street Enterprise production. <laughs>